Are you full of health and wellness information yet struggling to implement into your daily life? Or do you have your health sorted out but struggling to integrate it with your other areas of your life? We've surveyed a number of Wellness Couch fans and recognize that this is the biggest challenge that most of you face in daily life. How do you turn your knowledge into action and a lifestyle? Enter the Wellness Breakthrough. For three days and two nights in February, eight of your Wellness Couch favorites are gathering in Melbourne for one incredible event, and we just have three spots left. Entry to the Wellness Breakthrough is by application only. To apply, simply go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. And apologies in advance if you apply and we're all sold out. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And this year, look at me, I've actually been on both podcasts and uh, Damien is not here today, but Brett wasn't on last week. So <laughs> hey, uh, that uh, makes everything perfect in this world for 2016. Brett, I'm uh, I'm really excited about this. Uh, you know, when you sent me the interview um, of this person, I just was blown away and uh, you know did a bit of research and uh, I'm excited and uh, and I'm sure you were excited too. So let's, uh, let's introduce our special guest for today's podcast. Today's special guest is Rosemary. Mary Swift, who's been a makeup artist for over 20 years. Her work has been featured on Vogue, W, Harper's Bazaar. Several years ago, she began to experience some health issues that were causing many problems physically, mentally, and emotionally. And after an extensive series of tests, she learned that her blood contained toxic levels of heavy metals, including aluminum, barium, cadmium, lead, and mercury, as well as high levels of pesticides and other chemicals. Man, you're just giving me words to to confuse me. (laughs) So, you know, what's really interesting is that she was surprised that when the technician asked her if she worked out worked in the cosmetic industry and until then she had no idea that cosmetic could contribute to serious health issues and after years of rebuilding her own health she has realized that she wanted to help more other women claim their right to healthy beauty and to achieve this goal she created rms beauty her acclaimed line of organic color cosmetic uh, she's been an av- outspoken advocate for women's protecting themselves from toxic chemicals and found in products they use on their bodies daily. And she's created several websites, which we'll tell you at the end uh, what they are. And uh, her line is, you wear your skin and your health and the rest of your life. So welcome to the show, Rosemary Swift. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me, guys. I'm super excited. Okay. And uh, I know, Brett, you, uh, you're you excited because uh, I think that uh, you were, how do we, how do we actually get introduced to Rosemary? Well, I was I was bullied into getting Rosemary on the show. No, my my partner <laughs> Natasha. Oh, sorry. No, not at all. No, my partner Natasha is a massive fan of yours. She follows you on Facebook. She reads all of everything you write there, and she uses your products. She raves about and loves your products. And she just said, "Look, you've got to get this lady on. She's got to be on your show." So, you know, when I get that message, I just say yes, and, and away we go. Um, but you know, as I read through, I'd be like Lawrence, as I read through your website and had a look at some of your stuff on Facebook and checked out what you're all about, I was just blown away, and I was like. This is such an important topic. It's it's such a topic of misinformation, I think, where people just don't realize what's in their products. They often aren't told what's in their products. So I think it's a really important one for us to share. So I'm really excited to be doing this. And actually, what people won't know is Rosemary and I actually already did this episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> let out my little secret we here. Did. I didn't record it properly. So I'm hearing this all for the second time. Lawrence is hearing this all for the first time. But I'm really excited to do it again because I think it's such an important thing for people to hear about. So thanks for coming on, Rosemary. No problem at all. I love doing this. You kidding? <laughs> well, we had lots of fun last time, so I'm looking forward to hearing the story again. So let's start from the start. I mean, tell us a bit about your journey. You obviously had a really personal journey that started this all off where 
you realized that some of the stuff that was in the makeups and, and you were obviously really heavily involved in this industry were having a big impact on you and your health. Oh, exactly. I just, it's so funny because it just was a, a continuation of years and years and years of accumulation. And it's not just, you know, toxins from the cosmetic industry. Definitely the cosmetic industry is a contributor, but we also have to think about all the, you know, the stuff that's on our food. It's the stuff we're breathing, you know, from the air, the water we're drinking. It's just a big, huge cesspool that we're floating around in. And me, you know, my, my power here is, is through the makeup industry. And I thought, okay, how am I going to be able to do something and, and put my little uh, stamp on, on having, you know, healed the universe somewhat that I could. And um, so I decided that, you know, my best way, my best avenue would de- is definitely doing makeup. And that's why I created the brand, you know, after finding out that I had a lot of chemicals in me and, and a lot and uh, heavy metals, which are really bad for you. And, and the list goes on and on. I just decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to do my own line. I'm going to, I'm going to clean up this industry a little bit, you know, and, and see what happens. And so far it's, it's, you know, so far it's fabulous. Well, Rosemary, you know, that's the trigger that you obviously, you know, had some health issues with this and then you decided to create something, you know, but how long did the research take for you to even begin something like this? I mean, imagine it would be quite a bit of a journey um, to even investigate what all the toxic chemicals are and then what what are, are the, some of the great things that you can actually create. Like, how long did that journey take? Because obviously, time when we look back in your bio, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, she just decided to create a company, but obviously it takes time. So how long did that journey take from the moment that you decided that, yes, I'm going to create something and actually releasing a product. It took years. Let me tell you, when I first got sick, you know, I was going to doctors and, you know, they had no idea what was wrong with me. They just, you know, they didn't, you know, one doctor was a, um, a heart surgeon. He didn't even know what a, a hair analysis was. And I showed him my hair analysis showing all the, you know, the toxic levels of, of lead and mercury and aluminum and all these, the, you know, just the list goes on and on. He'd go, this is really cool. This is coming from a heart surgeon. And, you know, these guys are just not trained really on, on the, well, they're trained to give you just a pill, let's face it. They, they don't really know this, you know, where everything is coming from, you know, the, the basis of, of these sicknesses. And so I just thought, okay, I became a, uh, I had to, you know, do my own cleansing. So I started doing raw foods. I started doing so many different cleansing modalities from far infrared saunas to fasting. But I have to say, I've been a faster my whole life. I've been fasting and, and, you know, I started at 15 actually intuitively fasting. So that kind of comes naturally to me. And you always feel very good because it takes all the um, energy off your, your, your organs for a while. And it just cleans a lot of things out of the body. But I kept researching. But the raw food industry is the one that really started getting me thinking about cosmetic ingredients. Because when I was uh, becoming a raw foodist, I was reading up on all like co- raw coconut oil for eating, the best kind for eating. You can cl- you know, put it in your hair. You can use it for cleansing your skin, taking your makeup off. And I was mesmerized by the fact of all of these oils, these butters, these, these um, herbs, how clean they were. And, you know, they're not contaminated when they're organic. They're not contaminated with all pesticides and fungicides and herbicides and insecticides, you name it. And... Um, so I just started playing around with those. And I, I work a lot. I, I think you guys already know this. I, I, I work a lot with Victoria's Secret. 
And what I noticed, instead of putting on like Vaseline and, you know, petroleum-based products on the girls' bodies, I would put on jojoba oil or coconut oil. And the girls the next day would always say, oh, my God, my skin was so soft the next day. It was like, oh, my God, it wasn't greasy. I don't have any like weird dryness. It's all moisturized. And I'm thinking, hmm, I'm really onto something here. And so I started playing around and I had a, it was really funny because I had a, a friend from Canada who worked for a paint factory and she actually helped me do these and she did the percentages because I don't know how to, you know, I, I don't know how to formulate, in, I'm not a chemist, but I knew the ingredients I wanted. I knew the quality of the ingredients and I started making, I think the first thing I came out with was some eyeshadows I started playing with and I put them on the malls and I go, oh my God, that looks so beautiful because it looks real. Hmm. And it's all about things looking real. Um, one of the big things about the industry that used to really bother me is I'm working on these disgustingly beautiful models that are literally flawless. Their skin is gorgeous, most of them anyway. And um, I would notice that this, their, their skin would look all dried up after about three hours under the lights and, you know, working, you know, working for the day. And I, I was I'm a lazy makeup artist. I didn't want to retouch. So I thought, why are these products drying these young girls' skin out? And I started looking at the ingredients. It's full of alcohol. It's full of clays and talc and things that are, you know, these drying agents. And I thought, this isn't working. I would rather have a sheen on the face. You know, when you're a raw foodist, you tend to glow. Your eyes sparkle or twinkle. Your skin looks really nice. You don't have pimples. You don't have, like, dry lips. So you're really nourishing a very, very um, healthy way with your natural vitamins and minerals and, and antioxidants and, and, you know, everything that just kind of heals you naturally without the chemicals. And um, I just noticed that, that when I started using these products on the girl's skin or even mixing the, 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 the traditional uh, industry makeup in, I would notice it'd be less dry. So I thought, okay, I'm on to something. Now I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to incorporate this kind of skincare idea with the oils, and then I'm just going to put the mineral color into it. And so far, it's working fantastic. It's not drying to the skin. The skin looks beautiful. The malls are super happy. They helped put me on the map, I have to say. I, I have to really thank all of them that have really been behind me and supported me on this. But, um, yeah, and I'm telling you, too, again, is, you know, if you want to have nice skin, it's, it's also what you eat. You can't expect a brand to be a magic wand and give you instantly young, youthful skin or instantly... Uh, um, you know, no, no bad, no, no pimples. It just doesn't happen. So you got to really address also the, what you're eating and, you know, the probiotics in your intestinal tract. Yeah, absolutely. And I can say, Rosemary, the, the products do come highly recommended from this end. They do definitely work. Not me personally, because I really don't wear a lot of makeup, but my partner has definitely recommended them and, and just loves them. So you've done a great job there. But what I'd love to know is who were your gurus along the way? I mean, obviously, you, know, you found that the traditional medical system wasn't working for you. You weren't getting the information you were looking for. So who helped you with your dietary stuff, with your uh, cleanses, with all the other things you were doing along the way? Who were you, your experts that you turned to? Oh, my God. You know, I just went on the Internet and I started looking up all the, the you know, what most people, the normal people would think are as weirdos. Um, you know, these are the people that believe in raw foods, these people, the people that believe in organic foods. And those are the ones that I gravitated towards because I think I just, you know, intuitively uh, just picked up on their energy and it worked for me. You know, when I'd see, you know, like watching Dr. Oz or something like that just wasn't working for me. And, um, you know, I, I just I would phone them up, to be perfectly honest. I started phoning them up. And, you know, usually I got through with a lot of uh, persuasion. 
And I got through to them and I became very friendly with quite a few of them also. And one of them in particular was a very famous um, scientist. And even to this day, I'm still friends with him. And I get a lot of my information on a really advanced level from him. And, um, you know, it's, it's just great to have somebody like that that really knows their stuff. And when I talk to some of these people, I'm in awe because I feel like a dummy around them. You know, I can go on about makeup and the color and the texture and the model and the lighting. But, you know, when it really talks to the nitty gritty, these guys really walk the talk. And, and I just became friends with quite a few of them. I don't want to mention names because, you know. Mm. Well, it, that'd be weird. <laughs> I, I just, I just think that's you know it, what most people forget is like we we think of toxicity usually through food and what we put into our mouth, and uh, but we forget that the skin is the, our largest uh, organ of our body, and you know yep. at the same time, and, and it actually protects us from all the toxicities in the environment, and it is a, an organ that absorbs a lot of things that go into it, and you know what are some of the things? Like, I guess the question I have for you is that you've been working in this industry for a very long time, uh, you know, and what are what are some of the um, major side effects that you th- that have come across when you kind of mentioned a few, but you know, what are some of the major ones that you typically see, um, especially people who wear a lot of makeup on a daily basis? What are people should be looking for? I guess is what I'm asking that they are having a reaction because sometimes we don't, like you said, you had toxicity that you didn't even know about for a long time, but what are some of the major signs right away that we can actually, um, people can actually take away and go, Oh well, my every- God. Everybody's going to be different. And you have to remember, these are, these are chemicals. These are endocrine disruptors. These are hormone disruptors. They are, you know, synthetic um, uh, chemicals that do very strange things inside the body. And these are things you don't feel. So somebody that is reacting should be really happy that they're reacting because they're not uh, being, they don't get an onslaught of all these chemicals and not realizing it's there. So the people that are getting reactions usually get stinging, burning, um, itching, get little, little, little rashes. Um, I've got a more advanced things after a few years, I started getting, um, hair loss and also, um, panic and anxiety attacks. And, you know, I, I have to say, I'm not just blaming it completely on the cosmetic industry, but mm. you know, they are a contributor. And when I, I backtracked on a lot of these, these chemicals, you know, it's also found the cosmetic industry. So, you know, they can't be sitting there, you know, pretending that they're all innocent because, you know, they really are the fox guarding the chicken coop, aren't they? And, um, you know, they're self-regulated and, you know, these chemicals, you know, they really can affect people. And my big concern is, is just as hormone disruptors and mostly they, they mimic estrogen in the body. So again, that's, you know, look at what's happening with, um, menopause and not even menopause. actually, I mean, uh, uh, um, puberty, they're lowering the rate. Now that to me, is really weird. That to me is telling me there's just too many weird chemicals in the environment. And we're, you know, you're, we're, we're bathing ourselves in, in sulfates and triclosan because we're all like paranoid of germs. It's like germs actually are healthy for you. You know, when kid, when we were young, we'd play in the dirt and we'd put our fingers in our mouth from the dirt. And you know, every, that was great. Nowadays, you can't even move without your mother saying, oh my God, you got to wash your hand with this soap and it's got triclosan and it's an, it's an antibacterial um, avenue. And, and that is bad for you. They're trying to ban it for heaven's sakes. And then sulfates and hair shampoo, you got your, your phthalates as preservatives, you got your emulsifiers and a lot of those are toxic as hell. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, as you said, we are vulnerable through the skin and it just goes to show with the, uh, uh, the medical patches and, 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 you know, the smoke anti-smoking patches, it does absorb in the skin. So, you know, we got to really be aware and really start thinking about some of these things. And there's also a website 
that I need to tell you about. It's called www.cosmeticsdatabase.com. And you can get a lot of information about chemicals that you see in beauty products. And they have a, a, a grading system on there between zero, meaning the safest, up to nine, which is the most toxic. And people are really surprised when they go on there and they want to look up their brand or, or look up a chemical. And there's a lot of information there. And um, that is definitely something that I'd suggest people to look at if, if, they're, if they're more curious. And they can also check out my website, too. I did a website at the very beginning before I started the line called beautytruth.com, just exposing some of these false beliefs about the cosmetic industry. And I got a lot of publicity from that, actually. People started asking me um, you know, what, what brand should we use? And so when I started studying the green brands, I realized most of them are pretty pathetic. Um, this is back in the, this is back quite a few years ago. So there's some good ones up now. I don't want to say that they're all pathetic, but you know, back in the day, they weren't very good and they weren't very, uh, organic. They were more what I call greenwashed brands and you still see a lot of them out there. So you kind of have to do your research, but you know, the cosmetics database has a, has a, um, a whole section of, of healthier brands, healthier sunscreens is another thing too. Sunscreen, be careful. Yeah. And I tell you what, Rosemary, you're absolutely right because, you know, when I've done research for looking for products to stock in my practice and when you actually start reading and looking at the ones that are out there and promoted as organic and promoted as you know, natural and all those sort of things, um, then you realize that, you know, what's promoted isn't necessarily always what's at the, the reality. So Wait. let's talk about labeling. I mean... Oh, but I got to interrupt you for a second. What you just said about for your practice, I find that doctors that put out brands Theirs are the most toxic because they don't know anything about about uh, natural organic products, nor do they know anything about any of that industry. And they're just going to labs and labs are just telling them what they want to hear and, and selling them stuff and it's full of chemicals. They literally don't know. Mm. And people think, oh, because there's a doctor's name on it, it's going to be fabulous. Boy, are they ever dead wrong. So, so what do you think needs to happen with the labeling? Because, you know, a lot of people, I think, just assume that, you know, A, if it wasn't good for me, it wouldn't be allowed in the product. And then B, if it was that bad, then they'd have to write something on the label or they'd have to let me know that there's something bad in there. But, but it really doesn't seem like either of those two happens. So, you know, what is this case with the labeling in the beauty industry currently? And, and what do you think needs to change? Oh, my God. I have one way of just saying this. Do you remember when the, the, the World Trade Center fell down and the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, said the air was safe to breathe? This is what you're dealing with. So wow. that I don't even know how to answer that question. Wow. That just says it right there, right? Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> Sorry to make that comparison, but I live in New York. I was there when that happened. And they're all saying, oh, no, the air is safe. And I'm yelling at people in my building, don't go out and smell that air, you guys. It's toxic as hell. And, the, you know, the thing is, we're not being protected. We're really not being protected. And, um, you know, the, the cosmetic industry is just doing what they want. They're self-regulated. And, you know, and they, you know, a lot of these people, are, they're chemists, so they work with chemicals. A lot of them aren't microbiologists where they understand, you know, the, the interaction between plant life and, and, and um, the soil and the air and, and, and our mouths and skin connecting to that. Um, so yeah, so it's really, really hard to just trust people nowadays because it's all about the green dollar, isn't it? Mm. Well, you know, you're talking about toxicity and, um, and, and how it affects us. And what about kids? Um, you mentioned earlier about, um, seeing, you know, uh, 
the puberty reaching, uh, you know, at a younger and younger age. And I'm noticing that too. I've noticed that for, you know, the last, you know, 20, 10, 15 years, uh, being in practice. And what, what are your recommendations for kids? Um, you know, when should they avoid, uh, using, um, makeup? And, you know, when is, I don't know, nothing is probably a safe, but when, what would you recommend for kids and parents who have kids? Well, first thing I recommend is that people look up what kind of sunscreen they're putting on their kids. Mm-hmm. Some of those really cheap sunscreens in the drugstores are the worst thing and most toxic thing you put on your child. And you're covering their whole body in it. That is number one. Also, um, uh, being careful of soaps too, because a lot of soap, like these soap, not necessarily soap, but cleansers to make sure they don't have triclosan and some of the heavier antibacterial things in it. Keep the kids on on as pure stuff as possible. And for little girls that want to wear makeup, go and research a good, clean brand. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some some um, brands coming out that are geared towards children that are you know not as expensive as mine. And um, I'm sure if you do your research, you can find some nice ones. But you you are. Um, you're responsible for your child and what you're putting onto it. People just think that, oh, no, it's sunscreen. It's all safe. It is not at all. And, um, you know, just just feed your kids healthy. Give them nice, healthy, organic food. You know, keep their system strong so at least if they're getting toxins in them, they can at least fight it. Nice. So, Rosemary, I'm sure there's heaps of people listening to this who are wondering, you know, what your daily routine is. You know, what do you do? Obviously, you know, you use great makeup. But, but aside from that, for your skin – you know, what oils do you use in the morning? What's your routine throughout the day? Okay, well, I'm, I am probably the most simple beauty person you will ever meet in your life. I literally have never used soap, which I know sounds really weird. People are probably gasping right now. But um, I use a lot of coconut oil. When I was a kid, I used to use uh, olive oil. And I would just take a face cloth water and, and use the olive oil as a moisturizer. And now it's all about coconut oil. So I'm very, very minimal. And I have to just tell you, a, a research papers were just done by one of the biggest cosmetics firms. And they now realize that the skin produces its own bacteria. And we are washing it off. We are literally washing that protective uh, film off of our skin. So I've always been... A super minimalist. Maybe it's because I'm lazy. I'm lazy, and I, I wanted to go to bed fast. But I don't go through any skin cleansing ritual whatsoever. I do take a lot of probiotics, and I do go into saunas. So you're cleansing your your skin that way also, and it's it's very healthy. And um, you know, my best moisturizer to me is is coconut oil or jojoba oil, the really pure oils that are out there. I have a beauty oil that I love. I use that religiously. And there are a few other brands out there in the market, too, that have some nice oils. You just have to look at the ingredient list. And when you turn the label around, you look at the back uh, deck there with the ingredient deck, you have to um, just make sure you can read the words. You know, hobo oil is is, 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 is yeah, very Can you spell that for people? Because there will be people listening who don't know what that is and that if they just hear it, they oh. might have trouble finding it. Oh, okay. Hobo oil is J-O-J-O-B-A. Hobo oil. Thank you. So, and that's, you know, and I also use a lot of Bariti oil from Brazil, from the Amazon jungle. Um, but it's all about oil for me. I love my oils. And so Shea butter is great. When you Coconut say you, oil. Well, you said that you don't uh, use soap. So you would, you would take a shower and then you would put the oils on after, afterwards. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. And, and the coconut oil I'll also put in the water when I have a bath. So I'm all moisturized uh, right. and everything. But I use a face cloth. I just get something, a loofah or some kind of sea sponge and just kind of just scrub myself. It's all you need. You don't need all these chemicals on you. Too many chemicals. 
Yeah, no, I just want to be clear for so that people actually understood that. Um, I guess a couple of things too, as well, is is uh, when you're talking about um, all these, um, you know, all these things that you've been talking about. There's a thing that's been obviously really coming up uh, in the products is nanotechnology. Um, love yeah, to, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. How is it affecting the beauty industry, and what are some of the problems with it? Well, nanotechnology is, is really under scrutiny right now with scientists because it means that, you know, it, the, the particle is so tiny. It's basically a nanoparticle, whatever, however small that is, it's major small. It's like putting a car engine on the end of a pin. How's that? Something like that anyway. And um, basically what's happening is it's able to go into the, you know, into the bloodstream and it's, the, the controversy is the fact that it goes through the blood-brain barrier. And they don't know with chemicals like titanium dioxide Mostly when it's in nanoparticle form, that's when it's dangerous. And that's why people go, ooh, titanium dioxide. When it's in nanoparticle form, they're worried about what it's going to do inside the brain because it is small enough to be able to get in there. And the cosmetic industry uses a lot of nanoparticles in its skincare. And um, I don't know. I personally, I don't want things like this going through my blood-brain barrier. I don't want these chemicals in there. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of getting to a, a – people are freaking out put it that way scientists are kind of freaking out there's a lot of controversy people arguing that you know the cosmetic industry is saying oh no it's fine it's fine it's not fine anything that's traveling that deep into your blood system and through your blood brain barrier is not fine it's not good in my books but um yeah it's it's definitely a controversy i don't even know what to say <laughs> so rosemary where's the industry moving with all of this i mean is it starting to move towards more natural and more organic things or or is it that we're just kind of trying to you know as you said greenwash it perhaps and, and try and make it look like we're doing that or or are lots of people still just not caring and just wanting to use their favorite product because they love that product and that look or whatever it happens to be what's the trend at the moment well, let's face it. People are really sucked in by uh, what the advertising, marketing, and packaging, and the, who the designer is. And you know, it's going to take a long time before people really, really start seeing that they can't really trust everything. But the green industry is making headway. It really, really is. And um, I'm glad to be part of it for sure. But I think you know, I think it needs to be more. Um, it needs to be more there needs to be more of an education on what's really going on here. The big stores don't want to say anything. They're making tons of money off all their, you know, Estee Lauder and, and L'Oreal products. Not not that I'm cutting those people down necessarily, guys, so don't worry. Um, but you know, the people just aren't trusting anymore. And I can tell by the sales that we're having. I can tell by sales in all the green stores. I can tell by the, the stores that we're in now that usually have all of the traditional cosmetics that they're actually paying attention to our sales levels. And that's telling me that people are slowly getting it, but it's kind of sad that it's taking so long. But um, the young kids nowadays, they identify themselves by picking up their fancy designer lipstick to their mouths or having a fancy designer bag. And it's kind of sad. They're not realizing, wow, that's, you know, an animal that has gone through hell for that bag and, you know, a cosmetic line that's full of petroleum and chemicals. And to get them to change and say, hey, is green the new cool groovy thing? I think what we need basically is some big huge designer saying, hey, I'm going to do a green brand. Yeah. <laughs> but do it properly. One thing I'm curious about is I think a big influence is celebrity. And obviously, the you know, the brands know that. They use the big celebrities to promote their makeups and all those sort of things. But yeah. but you're a bit of an insider here. So what I would like to know is do those celebrities use those brands or, or do they actually use more natural, more organic products and just kind of promote those brands? Okay, I'm going to tell you something. I'm probably getting in really big trouble for this right now. But let me tell you something. They ain't wearing those 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 brands. 
they ain't wearing it. Capital letters, they ain't wearing it. And, and, my, and a lot of them are wearing my products or other green product lines. Yeah, and so when we talk yeah, about education, you know, getting that message out there would be such a powerful thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what's so funny? Because when you do have a brand, you have to be careful what you say because people do get mad at you. But, um, you know, I'm at the point, I'm older now. I don't care anymore. People are mad at me. Be mad at me. I'm the one that's right about, you know, the chemicals in the, in the industry. I'm the one that's trying to awaken people. They might not know it now and they might hate me right now when I cut down a, a, you know, a famous brand or a famous designer's brand. But, you know, in reality, this is going to be the future reality. Mm. So, you know, it's time to move over guys. That sounds really conceited. I don't mean move over by me, but I mean move over that you guys are going to have to wake up and start cleaning up your products because people are not that stupid anymore. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that because, I mean, at the end of the day, people are finding the truth out, um, you know, especially with the Internet and the social media. I mean, it is hard to hide truth. And uh, I think more and more people are going to uh, move towards that. And especially when um, these celebrities or the people, you know, especially the models that, that are actually looking for these type of products, hopefully that will create a push um, that's going to, you know, lead to a, a you know, change in, in the makeup industry. I know, like you said, though, I know it's a bit tough to do that because of the big industry to, to move, but it's, you know, it's got from somewhere so i love um rosemary for what you've been saying and, and it's just been fantastic for people to, to hear about all this so what are i know you've created a couple of sites um obviously with rms beauty you know you got a, a huge product range which is great um you also actually created a new site um as well to uh, help people people with which is uh, beautytruth.com tell me a little bit about that site and what what, what was the purpose well, of beautytruth.com i did back in um I did that site back in 2004 mm -hmm. and it just basically was just, you know, waking. Well, it's a kind of a, it's, it's an easy read site. And I'm just talking a lot about chemicals and the myths in the cosmetic industry. And, you know, a little bit about the regulations and of the FDA or their so-called regulations. And, um, it's a very interesting site and I got a lot of press from it and, um, it's worth looking at for sure. Um, I don't spend a lot of time updating it because I'm just so busy doing my line. I'm putting a lot of information on my actual website now called, you know, rmsbeauty.com, obviously. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just, it's a work, it's, it's just a working thing, you know, it's just, I'm going to keep going along with what I'm doing and, and, you know, the sites are there for people to want to read. It's not only my sites, there's a lot of other sites now with a lot of very valuable information and, um, Yes, you can check out beautytruth.com or rmsbeauty.com too. And, you know, there's a lot of information. Yeah, well, thank you for everything. Uh, thanks for you know, thanks for being on this podcast, but thanks for everything you do because I think it's really important and so it's going to help the shape generations uh, below us. And I've got a daughter, so, you know, I, I definitely appreciate that. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Not a problem. So, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please uh, go to Facebook, our Facebook.com uh, slash The Wellness Guys or The Wellness Couch. Like us there on Facebook while you're there. Share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update. I think this is a very important podcast for just to uh, for everybody to listen to. And uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, uh, leave us a great rating and uh, leave a comment there on iTunes. And uh, like I said, uh, we'll put the show links uh, on, in the show. We'll put the websites um, on our show links. Uh, go to TheWellnessCouch.com to check those out. And so until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show we hope you enjoyed this wellness catch podcast brought to you by audible do you find that you just don't have time to read all the awesome books that you hear mentioned on the wellness couch well audible might just have the answer audible is offering the wellness catch listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service 
You can get books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Why We Get Fat by Gary Torps, Paleo Diet for Athletes, or even The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch for your free audiobook. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.